Hi everyone, welcome to In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast and I'm super excited to be sitting down and chatting with y'all today. We are going to be talking all about New Year's resolutions, what mine are for the year, my word for the year, um, sort of ways to inspire you hopefully to just prepare your environment and your surroundings for a clean slate and a fresh start and really just kind of going through all of that and like I'm going to be sharing my resolutions but also sharing like how I plan on actually achieving them and implementing them and like steps I've either already taken or plan to take to achieve those goals just to make things a little bit more tangible for myself and for you all as well um, when you're listening so that hopefully that it can inspire you to you know figure out um, ways that you can achieve your goals as well and take those small little steps that accumulate and really end up adding up to achieving your goal in the long run. But before we get started, y'all know I like to do a quote goal and gratitude for the week. Um, and I, the quote I'm sharing this week is something I actually shared on my personal Instagram story today. So if you follow like my regular Instagram, like not the podcast Instagram, you would have already seen this, but it was too good for me not to share on my podcast because it's truly just really encompasses everything that like 2022 is about for me personally so I'm going to read it to y'all but if you've already seen it then um you've already seen it but I can repost it on the Emblem podcast Instagram story if any of y'all missed it and you want to see it but the quote is do not run from yourself if you feel things deeply if the world has weathered you if you are going through something that is uncomfortable or painful or hard You often have to decide between allowing yourself to dive into those emotions or allowing yourself to numb them. And a lot of human beings choose to numb their experience of the world. A lot of human beings tell themselves that it is all too much, that it is all too inconvenient to deal with the depth of their circumstance. And it is often not their fault. In a world that has given us so many ways to kill our pain through television, prescriptions, or the sensationalizing of being cool and favorable over being inquisitive and authentic it is almost a subconscious thing we do we try to protect ourselves from pain but if i have learned one thing this year it is that pain demands to be felt it will show up in other ways if we do not deal with it so the greatest thing you can do when you are dealing with pain or hardship or change or opposition is to feel it please do not run from your feeling run towards it run within yourself meditate get to know your mind your heart your soul Trace your fingers over your wounds. Get to know the parts of yourself that you have hidden from the light. Heal yourself from the inside. So really it was more of an excerpt and not like an entire, or it wasn't just like a quote, it was an entire excerpt. But I saw it on Pinterest and it was just like everything to me. Um, My word for this year is heal. And it's really weird because I don't remember what day it was. It was like the week I was home um, sometime during like the Christmas holiday in between like Christmas and New Year's. And I sort of just one day, I don't know what I was doing. I don't remember, but I just kind of like closed my eyes and I was just like, like what, what I was trying to just kind of like brainstorm like goals and everything for 2022. And I was like, well, like what would I want my word to be? Cause I think I saw some people like sharing on their Instagram stories, like, Oh, what's your word for 2022? And I, it, I like closed my eyes and it, like the word heal, just like I saw it and I could just see it and I visualized it. And it was just what came up and it is just really the perfect word for me because this whole excerpt that I just read to y'all really 
is the epitome of like my entire life thus far. Y'all have heard me talk about on the podcast if you've been listening for a long time that I struggle very, very strongly with allowing myself to feel emotions. I have always been somebody to numb the hard things for my whole life. And I don't even, like, not only do I numb the hard things, I also just don't give the good things the recognition they deserve. Um, And as a result, um, it's caused a lot of pain, like, way down the road. And I'm having to, like, in 2021, more than any other year, I felt like I faced the consequences of shoving all of my, like, past pain and hurt under the rug. And it's not even just, like, past pain and hurt from, like, specific things that happened in the past it is some of that yes but some of it is literally just tied to coming to the realization of like poor habits I have with myself um and really just like tendencies I may have that I just have been made aware of this year that have been very eye-opening for me and it's all things that it's like behavioral type of things that I never really noticed in the past but I should have noticed them in the past but anytime there were negative consequences from those behavioral things I would shove them under the rug and wouldn't really deal with them and then this year so much of that just like sort of like resurfaced I think that I had like a very big shift in my brain um during my 23rd year of life um this year and my brain has either like developed a little bit further or I don't know something's just opened up to where I've like really tapped into my emotional awareness more strongly and I think I've always been an emotionally aware person um and I said on my I did like two really long stories on my Instagram today um just being vulnerable and like sharing like how I felt and like how I felt about this year basically everything I said to y'all in last week's episode about how I felt about this year and I just truly never take time to appreciate the highs and I just shove all the lows under the rug and as a result, you know, it's just resurfaced this year and it's so hard having to process things and deal with things and feel the hurt of things that are like years old and that, you know, you can't really maybe get closure from or that you just have to just kind of deal with it and you just have to process it and it's just like oh my gosh why didn't I just deal with this when it was relevant but like for me it was always like this is too inconvenient for me to deal with right now like I can't be slowed down by how I feel right now in this moment and I would just you know have to keep on pushing through it because I was too busy or it was just too inconvenient to be sad that day or something you know what I mean and while like realizing all this has been really difficult for me Um, When I was at home, I was, like, literally just really, really sad because, like, it it was just – it was a lot of realizing. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, there's just so much this year. And it was – I was very overwhelmed by how much I had – my eyes had been open to how much it's affected me, this accumulation of many years of not processing any hard things that I've been through – it all hit me like a truck at once because it just all kind of crumbled down and I realized like why it's so bad to live life like that and I've accepted that it's not something I can do on my own and I'm like there's no way I can get through all of this healing on my own by myself like healing my um, behavioral things and healing my traits and things that I think are personally just like either toxic or just very negative 
um, and not beneficial to my life or the people around me. Healing those things, I can't do it on my own. And like healing from past experiences and past hurt that I just sort of shoved under the rug and said, I'll deal with it at a later time. Or hopefully I'll just, if I numb it now, it'll just go away forever, which isn't the case. I've realized that the hurt from all of those things is not something I can go through alone, which is why I really um, am seeking out like therapy and like getting help with that this year, which is a big goal of mine um, because it's not something I can go through alone. Like I don't think anybody should have to you know go through anything alone but I understand like therapy is like in my mind it's always just been like this really expensive thing and like also it's just really hard to open up to a stranger if you don't even open up to like about certain things to like people in your life that you're closest to you know what I mean um and I know I've said that before so it's going to be a hurdle to jump when I get there um but I'm gonna get there this year I have finally you know like made that promise to myself that I'm gonna get the help I need and I really want to keep that promise to myself. But um, yeah, I basically all of that being said, I feel like I'm just so emotionally aware, but I just never listen to myself and those emotions. So it's like I will know when I'm feeling certain things, but I just don't listen to them and what they're telling me I need. Because when you're feeling certain emotions, it's like your, you know, your brain, your heart's like telling you like, you know, I need this or, you know, I'm lacking this and, you know, you're feeling something. But for me personally, it's like I acknowledge they're there, but then I disregard them. So I don't get what I need out of that emotion, if that makes sense, which is really detrimental in the long run to my emotional and mental health. And it has been. And, you know, I just would never let myself feel anything and usually will always put my feelings aside for the comfort of others. Like if it's inconvenient for, you know, me to feel a certain way about something, like I'm not going to if it's going to be inconvenient to others in some way or form. And I've just always been that way. And I don't, I had a couple people message me on my story and like say that um, they're like, oh, aren't you like an Enneagram three? Like this is like very in tune with like Enneagrams and everything. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like really crazy. I didn't know that. Um, I know a lot about like my Enneagram type, but I think like certain things I've just like either forgot about over the years or I just didn't realize it was like that deep um and it goes that deep I guess but yeah so that's that um with the quote I know that was a really long spiel but that was important for me to sort of say leading into this entire episode just because it sort of serves as a basis of why my word is heal for this year um because of all of those just the really tough time that I've had mentally and emotionally like I would say the last like month or two of 2021 truly have been I mean the whole year has been really really taxing on my mental and emotional health but it was like ramped up to the max um the last two months and it has been a struggle to try and tend to that by myself while also like staying on top of all of my responsibilities and it's really really hard to get through that um so just know you know if you've if you're going through something similar where it's just like you know that you need to tend to your mental and emotional needs but you're really struggling because it's hard to manage to do that when you're having to like, you know, put on a straight face and like basically work through everything and still tend to your priorities. I totally feel you. and It's so difficult, but I hope that you can take the time that you need and you deserve to tend to those, you know, mental and emotional needs. And I want all of y'all, if you haven't already, to think of a word for the year that you can really just focus on and sort of center all of your goals for the year around that word I think having like that word is such a strong like baseline and sort of like a benchmark for you to come back to so anytime you sort of find yourself straying from 
you know, maybe your goals or your habits that you had developed and or wanted to develop, you can always like say, you know, like what was my main purpose? Like what did I want out of this year? And if you have that one word, focusing on that one word can just feel a lot less daunting than like an entire resolution list. And if you're not someone who likes resolutions, at least try and like think of a word or two to just really focus on for the year. And I think that if you like very intentionally focus on it, you're really going to see it come to fruition in your life more because if you just like sort of say like oh my word for the year is this and then you don't take any actionable steps to support that being your word for the year it's like you're of course not really going to see anything change so I think that if you are really intentional about it you can really see some positive change in your life if you are very intentional about it but if you haven't figured out a word for the year you know just close your eyes and like think of where you're at right now and just like think of like what you like you yourself your soul and your like mind body and heart like what you need and what you're just like craving and like maybe something you feel like you're lacking a lot of you know maybe it's stability for you or balance or maybe it's intention or patience um you know there's so many different words that you could do but I think that really just sitting down with yourself like just being quiet with your mind for a couple of minutes that's kind of what I did and I just sort of thought about my whole past year that I had and then I started trying to visualize 2022 and I was like how do I think I can best become my best self in 2022 or what do I think will allow me to have for the best 2022 possible and that's when the word heal came to mind because I was like I truly can't from where I'm at right now mentally and emotionally like the level I'm at I just don't I can't see myself moving forward into anything else if I don't heal first if that makes sense so that's like why that word is so important for me this year and it's just like literally like I wish I could like tattoo it on myself so that I could just be so committed to it um but that's just how I feel so hopefully y'all can figure out a word and like really just practice that and like try and figure it out for yourself if you haven't already and my goal for this week I really just want to sit down and take time to just have like an hour or two to myself to really be intentional with like my new year and like having a clean slate and everything because I personally did not use like my new year's day as like a fresh start um you guys know I'm about to take my last CPA exam three days after this episode comes out on Monday and then I start work the next day my full-time job in public accounting so that's kind of where I'm at so like obviously you can imagine that my last like week has been really hectic with like it being the last week before my last CPA exam just like trying to study a ton um like New Year's Eve I literally studied for 10 hours and then I like stopped studying and I started editing or I didn't start editing a video I finished up editing a video and then I went to bed like right after midnight um so it was just like another day for me you know what I mean and then New Year's Day yesterday like one of my best friends here in Houston got engaged which was just so incredible so we like celebrated her um last night but I was I took a mock exam in the morning so it's just like I haven't like with all of this going on right now I don't really have the time to like sit down and be intentional with like all these goals or I do I could make time for it but it would just I wouldn't be able to be present thinking about it because I'm so stressed about finishing this last exam and starting work that I'm like once I get this out of the way like that's when my new year starts if you know what I mean because that's like truly January 6th like in after like noon at 12 o'clock on January 6th like that is like my January 1st basically in my mind and that's just how I've been thinking of it 
And, you know, if using New Year's Day as a fresh start is what gets you excited, then do that. And, you know, if maybe things were chaotic, kind of like how it's been for me, and you couldn't even really celebrate New Year's or plan your resolutions by January 1st just because you had a really hectic year end, um, but you still want to have a day to sort of dedicate as a fresh start, then just find a day that works best for you and make it your New Year's. Um, You know, you don't have to be striving for anything really and it's obviously a really great thing to have goals but it's perfectly okay to just like keep doing what you're doing if that's what's working and if it's what's what what works best for you and I think that I see people say all the time like oh you can like start any day and that's so so true but I think so many of us love New Year's because it's just like this opportunity where like everybody's kind of on the same wavelength of like just wiping their slate clean and starting new and it's just a really good feeling to sort of just like turn the page and like leave what's behind you behind you and only think of everything else like going forward so that's why I think that you know you can do it on any day like obviously January 1st is the day that most people like start but in reality life happens and we can't always exactly do that so um, it may be more beneficial for you to do it on January 8th or 15th or maybe the 30th I don't know but um Hopefully you can just find a day for yourself to do that. But with all of that being said, that's my goal this week is to like really just have a day to sit down. I want to like actually like write out my goals and categories and like a notebook and um, just sort of have them on paper. I have them all in my notes on my phone, but I really like having them on paper. I want to like rework my notion a little bit to like fit my lifestyle now and sort of just like plan out like for the next month, like what am I going to do to help like reach these goals? Like, um, and that kind of thing. So I really just want to sit down and take some actionable steps towards planning for my new year that (laughs) hasn't happened yet and just sort of like have that time to myself to just do a vision board, work on that, and really enjoy it. And I think it's really um, cool too because sitting down with a vision board is just like a really great way to sort of just have a visual of everything that's in your head or that you have on paper and I think that makes it feel so much more real and attainable and tangible in and of itself like I have since 2018 I think I've made like Pinterest boards for the new year of just like quotes that I found like inspiring for that year and like other like inspiration or whatever and I think it's great to do on Pinterest because there's literally so much and you're not having to use like paper and it's way less time consuming than doing like a literal vision board, having like sort through magazines and cut and glue and everything. Like that's really fun and I would love to do that, but I just don't want time to. So I think Pinterest is like a great alternative to that. And yeah, it can be like super, super helpful um, to just sit down and do that. So I really just want to sit down and do that with myself. And my gratitude for this week, I'm just really thankful for, um, you know, a new year and I am really thankful the 2021's over, honestly. It had so many blessings um, in and of itself that I'm beyond grateful for, but it was truly the most difficult year I've ever had. So I'm just really glad that it's over. Um, and even if this year is difficult as well, I hope that, you know, I can, hopefully it's better than 2021. And I'm also just really grateful that um, I I'm taking my last CPA exam this week and because that's just been a process in and of itself. The fastest six months of my life has been the six months studying full-time and I'm also really thankful for all of my friends. Um, I just kind of had like a moment this week where I was like, I'm literally so blessed with my friendships and 
you know, I really only have like one close friend here with me in Houston and I couldn't be, I was telling her earlier today, like, I don't think she understands how great it's been for me to have her here um, during this adjustment um, of moving to a new city because, you know, moving to a new city is really hard and like not having any friends when you move somewhere is really, really difficult. And I was telling her, I was like, I don't think you understand like how much it's, it helps like having you here because it made the transition so much easier. Like it was still hard, but it made the transition so much easier for me to have somebody here that I can connect with on such a deep level. And going along with that, even all my friends who aren't physically here in the same city as me, um, I'm just thankful for each and every one of them, despite us all being many miles away. Um, which really sucks. Like every time I think about it, I get so sad, but I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm just thankful that we even have the internet and I can stay in touch with them and FaceTime them. And I'm so glad that we like stay in touch and everything. So I'm just super grateful for all of those things right now. Um, now getting into the episode first, I want to start off with how you can sort of prepare your environment and your surroundings for a fresh start. I think that going into the new year with like a fresh slate physically, is very underrated like for me personally I was like panicking when it was New Year's Eve and I was like my apartment is a literal mess I have a basket of laundry that is as tall as I am that like needs to be done and also folded somehow and I was like my apartment's filthy my suitcase was still on the floor I hadn't even unpacked from when I went home which is not like me I'm the type of person to unpack the day I get back from a trip um and all of my Christmas stuff was still up and I was just like, it is New Year's Eve and I've like never felt more just, I don't know, just confused about like where I'm at and like I just felt very out of place and it just didn't feel like New Year's Eve to me, which is part of the reason why I was like my New Year's Eve is rescheduled to January 6th, but I was very overwhelmed by that and then yesterday on New Year's Day, I right after I took my mock exam, it like went better, way better than I thought it would have gone. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to like treat myself and allow myself to like, I'm not even going to go over this mock exam until tomorrow because I normally do it the same day. Um, And I was like, I'm going to take an hour and I'm going to get all these Christmas decorations put away. So I put up our tree, I put up everything, which is like sad to do. But at the same time, it's like, it's very refreshing to just get it all out of the way and like be back in your like normal space, Um, tidied up some and like got rid of a lot of clutter. I was able to move around some things and like storage not in storage but like in our apartment that is stored like on top of like a shelf in the closet or like our coat closet or in the laundry area I like really reorganized a lot of that so it's a lot less cluttered and looks way way better so I think like doing stuff like that reducing clutter especially like any clutter that's just accumulated over the last couple of months maybe you've been really busy and you've just like let stuff kind of pile up go through that clean it out um clean out your fridge your pantry um, deep clean your apartment. I haven't really gotten to do that yet, but I tried to just tidy it up at least. Um, you know, wash your sheets, wash your duvet cover, refold your clothes in your drawers and your dresser if you have time to. Um, get some new candles and put them out to burn for the season. You know, go through your closet, get rid of clothes that you haven't, you didn't wear in 2021, and get a new journal or a planner or you know design your google calendar or your notion the way you want to and i think doing all of those things is such a great way to sort of put yourself in that headspace of wiping your slate clean and starting fresh i think it's really hard for me personally to 
start fresh mentally and emotionally and just like really have a clean slate and work on that until my environment reflects it, if that makes sense. I think some people can probably separate the two, but me personally, I'm like, no, like I can't get in this headspace unless everything around me is in line and aligned with that, if that makes sense. But I also think just planning out like your month at a glance, like what you have going on, what you can do for the next month to help you reach your goals and just, or maybe you just don't really have any goals and you're just content with where you're at. Things you want to maybe add into your life or your routine or take out that would make you happier. Um, You know, plan out what the meals you're going to cook for the week. All things like that are really, really great for preparing your environment and your surroundings for a fresh start and a clean slate. And now getting into sort of my perspective of the new year, um, before I get into my resolutions, I promise we're almost there. Um, I like to really look at the new year through the lens of meeting myself where I'm at, if that makes sense. Instead of thinking of New Year's as a time to completely reinvent myself and who I am and becoming an entirely new person, um, I like to think of it as just pausing and seeing where I'm at like right now in the present moment and assessing what I need more of, what I need less of, what changes I would like to make, goals I want to reach, and then the habits that I need to implement in my life in order to reach those goals. It helps a lot to think to think of this as a stepping stone type of process. You know, the first stone you step on is basically the present and where you're at like right now. And then the next stones are that you're stepping on are the habits you need to implement in order to reach the goals that you've set for yourself. And then the stones after that are the goals themselves. And when we look at a new year and resolutions through the lens of like this radical change, reinventing ourselves, becoming a new person, it's exciting in a way, but I think that some of us like get in over our heads when we look at it that way because it's much more intimidating subconsciously to us when we look at it that way because it makes us a lot less likely to follow through with our goals and it can feel very overwhelming to even know where to start when we're like, oh, I am completely you know, turning into a, a whole new person. I'm reinventing myself, yada, yada, yada. I think that, that can it can be a really inspiring way to look at things, but I think that's on the surface. I think under the surface, the whole re- self-reinvention thing isn't as effective as like we would like to think it is because it truly is very daunting and that's why I like to look at it as where I'm at right now you know what's working what's not working and how can I like just make improve my quality of life overall and like help others around me and that kind of thing and now getting into just sort of the resolutions and how I kind of go about planning them um I really like to divide them into categories when I physically write them out I'll put them in categories but when I'm going through them today in the episode I'm just kind of like listing them out and reading them like that but I think if you can divide if you can think of categories for yourself like for me personally I have like health and wellness um finances personal growth um relationships and friendships like daily habits and then just like hobbies and overall like lifestyle those are sort of like the categories that I really like to center mine around. And I think if you can think of the categories first, it's a lot easier to start brainstorming resolutions than to just like be pulling resolutions out of thin air. Um, for me personally, for like a month, I've been putting them into my notes on my phone um, because things will just come to my head sometimes that I thought were like horrible in 2021 that I needed to do better with or 
maybe it's something I've never done before that I want to do in 2022, that kind of thing. And I've been putting them in my notes. But I think that if you're somebody who struggles with actually like formulating these resolutions and coming up with them, one of the best things you can do for yourself is this whole stepping stone mindset that I just explained. And then also like writing out the categories and then going from there. Because I think if you can divide it into categories, it's a lot easier to visualize and picture and sort of just come up with those resolutions that way. Okay, now getting into my resolutions. Um, I also really like to think of these seasonally sometimes. Um, Like these are really truly my resolutions for the whole year. But in terms of being actionable with these resolutions, I really like to think of things seasonally. So it's like, okay, for, you know, the rest of the winter, like what am I going to be doing? And just turning these long-term resolutions that I have for the whole year into like a short-term goal is super, super effective for me personally because I'm the type of person, like I can't, like I haven't been working out as consistently as I'd like to be the whole last half of 2021. So if I'm wanting to work out four times a week, I'm not going to sit here and say my goal for the next like two or three weeks is to go four times a week because I know it's going to be really hard for me to get myself back into that. Like, no, my goal is going to be to go two or three times a week, maybe have a couple active rest days and ease myself back into it. Um, And that's kind of how I think of it. And then also it's just like one of my goals going to therapy what can I do like right now in the next couple of weeks, like in this season to like get myself to that goal? I can start like researching therapists, trying to find some in the area, um, figuring that out and that will help. And I think really thinking of things seasonally can just like make your resolutions feel a lot more bite-sized just so that you're not feeling overwhelmed by this one big goal that you have for the entire year. And I think a lot of times if it's a goal that you can like continuously put off like you're naturally your response is probably going to be to push it off um and making them seasonal is really really good to help you like get started on them sooner if that makes sense because it almost makes it feel like the time's like taking away faster in my opinion okay so my first resolution I would really like to read one book a month I think this is doable for me um and I when I say I want to read one book a month, I'm not like sitting here saying it because I like need to meet this quota. It's more so of like I want to become a consistent reader because I'm not a consistent reader right now. And that's the person I want to be. Um, I really love reading. It's one of the best forms of escape for me. Um, I'd, it's probably second. Yeah, it's definitely second to like working out and exercise for me in terms of like getting out of my own head. Um, so I really, really love it for that reason. And I read a lot of incredible, incredible books in 2021. And my want to read list on Goodreads is so long. So I have so much I want to read and I think I can do it. Like I just need to be really intentional with like my downtime. Like I don't think I'm going to have a ton of downtime when I start work, especially because I'm starting in busy season for accounting for tax. Um, but I think that I can do it if I just, you know, commit to like, reading for 30 minutes before bed, like, I don't think that's asking too much of myself. Um, I think the, I'm in the middle of reading A Court of Thorn and Roses right now, and I, it's taken me a really long time to get into it, but I know that the series gets really, really good, like, later on in this book, so I'm trying to stick through with it, but I have so many other books that I'm just, like, so eager to read that I'm, like, should I just, like, put pause on it and then come back to it later, or should I try and just push through it and finish it? I don't really know, but I really want to read, the Seven Husbands of um, Evelyn Hugo really, really badly. 
Um, it's been on my list for forever, but like lately I've just been like, oh my gosh, I want to read it because I loved Malibu Rising by the same author. So like I really want to read that. So I think I'm going to start off with that just to get me back into reading because it'll be easy. And then maybe I'll like hop on back over to A Court of Thorn and Roses. The next resolution is to continue growing in my relationship. This is like always a goal, a resolution for the year. And I truly think that every year um, my relationship has grown. So I think it's been really great. But really just being very um, intentional about it and just like finding ways that I can better support my significant other and just be a better partner in general because I obviously, like any person in any relationship, have my flaws that, you know, can be worked on. And I think that working on yourself individually is so, so, so underrated when it comes to relationships because so many people are so focused on, like, the relationship in terms of it being a couple, but you know, a lot of things in a relationship can't really be fixed until you like look at yourself um, and fix them individually, if that makes sense. Like it takes a lot of growth and work on the individual basis for the relationship to grow as well. Like it's not just working on the relationship. It's really boils back down to yourself. And I think that that's so, so, so important. Um, And there's not really a way to like measure this, obviously, because it's just like a very like qualitative type of thing. But I think that, you know, if you can tell year over year that, like, certain areas have improved, like, maybe it's just your communication skills or maybe, you know, you're someone who had trust issues in the past and, like, now you've really overcome them, whatever it is. Like, all of those things are really great. So continue growing for me is, like, I really want to be better about, like, speaking my emotions and what I'm feeling when I'm feeling them since I am so bad at that and I normally just suppress them and then I will literally explode on my significant other when it all becomes too much and half the time it's just like an accumulation of everything that's stressing me out and then I take it all out on the other person because I just don't handle any of my stress well (laughs) so I really want to work on like that and that's just like a example of how I'm hoping to grow in the relationship the next is being better at being wrong this one probably sounds a little like interesting like how'd you come up with that one Abby um but my why I was inspired for this one is I am very image conscious and at my core I really don't like my how others perceive me being threatened if that makes sense um it makes me really really uncomfortable to think that like somebody would view me in a way that isn't me um or whether that's like negative or just like it's not me and they think it is or whatever I just really get uncomfortable when I think about that and it makes me it's just like a very it's something I just feel very threatened by for lack of a better way to explain it but going along with that being better at being wrong I truly think that I struggle so much with it because which and it probably sounds like I am the type of person like always has to be right and that's I don't think I'm that way I think that when I was younger I was probably that way and I just didn't accept criticism very well I'm way better at accepting like criticism now and like being wrong and things and the reason why is because I'm at a different level of emotional maturity and I realize that being wrong is an opportunity to learn something so I'm okay with it because I'm like hey it's an opportunity to learn if I'm wrong which is great and um, I specifically put this on my list for 2022 though because I'm starting my full-time job and that's what really what this is tied to because when it comes to work and like working for other people, I 
I'm really nervous just because I've been working, you know, for myself for a while now since like my freshman year of college, like with YouTube. And I've worked like other jobs for other people, but they've been very like hands off. You know, like I was a like cocktail server for a summer in college and then I was a TA for like many years in college. But being a TA in college was like very autonomous. Like I didn't really I mean, I obviously had the direction of my teacher, but it still felt very like easygoing and whatever. Um, and it was just a very easy job, honestly. So <laughs> with me starting this full-time job and, you know, it being very important and performance being very important, I am worried about taking things personally, like if I do something wrong or if I don't know how to do something. So I want to be better at just accepting that I'm not going to know everything. I'm not going to know how to do everything. I'm probably not going to know how to do anything going in. And I need to accept that. And part of that is being better and being more okay with being wrong because typically it's something that would make me feel really uncomfortable in a work style setting. Because I don't want to go up to somebody and admit I don't know how to do something because of the way it threatens their image of me. Because in my mind, the way I think of things, I'm like, okay, if I have to go tell my boss that I don't know how to do something or that I did something wrong and now I'm going to have to go back and fix it. Which when I say, like when I think of doing all these things, it's not that I wouldn't tell them. It's like I hate the thought of like having to do it and then I finally go and do it. But having to go and tell, like, my boss, oh, like, I messed up on something. I didn't know how to do this. In my mind, I'm like, they're going to think I'm not good enough for this. And that's, like, where the threat is um, to, like, my image and, like, how they view me. And I don't want – that's what I'm so scared of, I guess, is, like, them thinking I'm, like, not good enough or whatever. So, which that probably has a whole can of worms underneath it in terms of like why I think the way I think about that and everything, but I just want to be better at being wrong and accept that like I'm not going to know how to do everything and that, you know, obviously it's really good to communicate those types of things. Like if you don't know how to do something, like do everything you can to figure it out and then once you can't figure it out and you're at a crossroads, like then ask for help type of thing. But I need to realize that asking for help's not it doesn't make me like less of a person or like less qualified or less valuable at my job it just means that you know I don't know how to do everything just like everyone else there didn't know how to do everything when they first started and they still don't know how to do everything so I just want to be better at and be more comfortable I guess instead of saying being better I don't really like saying that I want to be more comfortable with being wrong and like not knowing how to do things next is to not tie my value to my work. I have struggled so hard with this this year and it scares me going into my like quote unquote real full-time job where I'm actually like working for people. I've struggled so much this year with like letting my numbers and performance on YouTube get to me um, just because a lot of it kind of fell off, especially like kind of coming towards the end of the year. But I noticed it like way back in like probably like April of this year, I noticed I was like, hey, I'm not getting as many views. Like, I'm kind of just like losing subscribers every time I upload. I had a little bit of an uptick when I moved because moving vlogs always tend to do well and then they just kind of fell off again. And I took all of that really personally. And I was like, you know, oh my gosh, um, everybody, you know, doesn't like my content. Or, you know, I take it personally when it's YouTube and everything because it's me showing my life. So it's really hard to accept all of that when it's like you're showing your life and people are like not content with it and then it makes you think that you need to change something about your life but then it's like wait I literally can't like 
I am having this study and I can't really do anything about that. Like I just have to do it. Um, so with that being said, this whole year I was really bad about like anytime I would get stuck, like looking at numbers, which I never have really been into it before or paid much attention to it before. But I think because I saw it, I saw the decline like on just a stronger level this year, it kind of, it was hard to ignore it, I guess you could say. So with that being said, I would get, you know, really, really sad and I'd be really hard on myself about it. But I'm like, I can't take it personally. Like these people just probably aren't in the same phase of life as me anymore. Maybe they, you know, subscribed when I was in college and like that's the kind of content they wanted to watch and I'm not doing that anymore. I'm sure not that many people want to see me studying like every single day. Like I don't even like it either. So I understand. So I just don't want to take it personally. And I started tying my value to my work this year, which is a bad thing. And I don't want to do that going into my real full-time job either. Like I really need to like make sure my self-esteem and like my value is established and strong and that I stand strong in it outside of work and that like work can't touch that and it can't you know make it make my self-esteem or make my um validation and just like how I feel about myself any worse so that's definitely a goal for 2020 what did I just say 2022 that's kind of hard to say if you're saying it really fast because you just want to say 20 like a million times um Next, going along with that, is establishing work boundaries. Um, I don't really know how I'm going to do this. This one, I honestly have no actionable steps to give you all for this one because I don't know how I'm going to do it. Um, But I think that it's just going to be something that I have to figure out along the way. Like, I just, I'm definitely the type of person that will just go to extremes to like finish something or you know get it done I'm such a people pleaser so like I want to do everything as efficiently as possible while still being like accurate so with that being said I know myself and I know that I will let people take advantage of me and like literally work me to death and like I probably already will be way like just overworked in terms of hours like anybody in public accounting is for a period of time but and I know I can't just be like no I'm not gonna do that I have boundaries like that's not really how it works (laughs) but going off of that like if the opportunity presents itself and I'm realizing that I'm sort of just letting people walk all over me like I want to be able to speak up for myself and establish like that boundary and also just like with my YouTube job like if I um I'm trying to like establish boundaries with myself with that already and I've kind of been trying to do that towards the end of 2021 by you know trying not to do more than I can handle and just really being super intentional about like the brand deals I do because I'm not going to have a ton of time to do a lot of them and that kind of thing Um, so it's definitely something that I'm gonna have to figure out as I go along but I know that it's probably something I'm going to struggle with so I wanted to put it on my list and next is to let go of being so image conscious like I was talking about earlier Um, And just stop worrying about how I'm perceived by others. I can't control, like, how people, you know, see me, think of me, whatever. And I feel it's so wild to me because I'm most concerned about this with people I don't even know. Like, it's people I don't even know in real life. And it's not even, like, a specific person. Like, it's literally just, like, the idea of people on social media as a whole, how people are viewing me. And I don't know what happened this year. I've literally never been this way before on social media, but I've like been so just 
freaked out by like posting on social media like I will sometimes I'll just like literally post on Instagram and like I literally just want to like throw my phone in another room and like not look at it like because it just freaks me out I don't know why because I've never been that way before it's like an insecurity with like posting and people like thinking I don't know like I what I'm posting is just like weird or annoying or anything like that and I don't know like what shifted in me that made me feel that way because I've literally never cared in the past and same thing with like posting on stories um I think I've mentioned before how like I told my boyfriend like one time that I will literally like be posting a story like I'll have everything like typed out and I'll like have the picture taken and it's like ready to go and then I just sit there and look at it and then I'm like literally nobody cares about this and then I just delete it and don't post it I did that probably a hundred times this year like it's so bad and I feel like I've been better about it towards the end of this year about just like posting things that make me happy and like just pictures that I like to take because I love just like taking little pictures throughout my day here and there and sharing them and I know that as a content creator like um and as a content consumer like I love seeing like people like what they're doing throughout the day and everything and like just anything inspirational or anything like that but a lot of times this year I just would convince myself that literally nobody cared and I was wasting my time and that people were like gonna be like laughing at me or judging me which they probably are. There's definitely people out there doing that. But it's like, why would I like give them the power, that power to decide like what I'm doing? And I don't even know anybody or any of these people personally. So it's like, why am I so concerned about my image with people I don't even, I'm not even close with? Like if anything, it would be more understandable if it was like my close like friends that I was worried about. But I'm like not worried about that at all. At all. It's just like random people, how I'm being perceived has freaked me out all year and I'm just so over it because it's like very controlling it's like completely taking control over my life in terms of like my presence on social media and like as a content creator and I hate it I hate the feeling of it so I just really want to let go of that and just get back to like the old me and like myself that just like didn't really you know let the fear of like what others may not necessarily even think of me, but just like people like judging me, like not being worried about that kind of stuff. Um, I truly just don't know what happened. Like there was some like weird moments where I like just got kind of insecure this year in terms of posting on social media for whatever reason. And you know what? I bet the reason is because of being so focused on like my numbers and tying my value to my performance. That's definitely why. That's got to be why. Um <laughs> That's just what makes sense in my head. So next, I want to consistently do workouts that I love and not confine myself to one thing if I'm not enjoying it. And my goal is to work back up towards working out four times a week. I know this is probably going to be super difficult, especially starting out with adjusting to a job and everything, but I'm hoping that I can make it work. Um, I don't want to force myself to do anything because I feel like I should be doing it. And I don't want to self force myself to do something just because it's something that maybe I used to enjoy, but I don't enjoy it anymore. Because I'm definitely the type of person that's like, oh my gosh, I used to love like doing this specific workout or I used to love strength training and I am not enjoying it right now, but because I once loved it and it worked for me so well, I'm just going to push through and keep doing it anyways. Like, no, if I need a break from a certain type of workout, like I'm going to give myself that break because it's going to be more harmful in the long run for me to like force myself to do something I'm not enjoying than it would be to just like switch things up for a little bit and do something different you know what I mean um and ideally like I just want to go to spin class once a week and then do strength training three times a week and that would just be so perfect and then you know maybe just do some 
like go on walks or yoga or something light active um, activity on the other three days of the week and that's really just all there is to that goal I know I'm capable of it it just takes me for 21 days going four times a week for me to build the habit and then it'll be there Um, so that's all it's going to take and next is to go to therapy I've already explained all the basis of that so I'm not going to go into detail but I wanted to do this like last year um and I had people like recommend like a therapist to me and everything in Tuscaloosa when I was in college um but it was always like very lightly said in conversation like it was never like a super deep conversation about therapy and it's like oh like you have to go to this person but like I had a couple friends like went to people in Tuscaloosa and I knew a couple people who went to like one specific person I don't even remember like I can't remember who it is, but it doesn't even matter. But um, I had had a couple of friends mention this one person, and I was like, oh, that'd be great. And it sounded great. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, ooh, like completely opening up to a random person and then moving in like a year. Yeah, not doing that. Um, So I was like, that's going to be for a later time. So I was like, when I like move and get to like my post-grad city, then I'll like figure it out. And now here I am, and I need to figure it out. But I would have started sooner but just like everything with the CPA like obviously like I wouldn't want to take the time to deal with it or I haven't wanted to take the time to and I haven't had the time to really even like look for somebody I have started looking so I have taken that actionable step um and I have an idea of where I think I want to go um but I'm not going to go until my health insurance I like get it switched over with starting my new job because it would I feel like it would probably be annoying to you know start going to somebody and then like I don't even know like what my health insurance will cover really honestly I'm hoping that it does cover some of it so we will see but I figured like switching over from what I have now to like what I'll have when I start working my full-time job would be annoying if I like was just starting therapy so but I really want to go because I just think that I need it um desperately to get through things that I like can't get through myself and just to like help me help myself you know what I mean and be a better person overall Um, I think that I have done so, so freaking much in terms of growth, like personal growth on my own end, and I have been successful in it, but you know, it's taken years and I'm very proud of that, but I think that it gets to a point where like you can only do so much to like with yourself to help yourself that you kind of do, you know, need somebody else to like help you and you need that other perspective and a professional to give you insight to help the things that you can't help yourself you know what I mean next is to um keep more promises to myself I am the worst at being like I am you know not gonna let people like walk all over me like I'm so done doing that and xyz whatever that's just an example and then next thing you know I'm a freaking doormat for somebody again like (laughs) I'm just horrible about keeping promises to myself because I don't want to inconvenience other people and especially when it comes to like other people like when other people are in the equation I'm just like no it's fine like I'll just I'll keep breaking the promise to myself like what's one more time gonna do which is horrible but I um saw something from Ed Milet which he like has a podcast and everything and like I found him through the Skin Confidential about talking about how keeping promises to yourself helps build confidence and I was like I feel like I need that like I do have a strong confidence and self-esteem but I think it's taken a large hit this year for whatever reason like I've told y'all about that um 
like in the past, I didn't struggle really a lot with comparing or in the, a long time ago in the past, I struggled a lot with comparing myself to other people. And then I like really sort of just like I found my passion and I like started actively pursuing that. And in doing that, I just sort of became more confident and my self-esteem was a lot stronger. My confidence was a lot stronger. I never really like struggled with comparing myself to other people all that much. Um, and then this year it got like kind of really bad again. I don't really know what happened, but it just did. And I think that it has to do with like going through big changes because you just like feel very uncertain in a lot of areas in your life and like everything feels very all over the place and out of routine. So like you're just kind of like comparing where you're at to everyone else because you just feel so lost. So like the all you can think of doing is using other people as like a benchmark when you shouldn't be. Um, So with that being said, I would really like to – build that confidence back that I feel like I lost in 2021 and I think one of a great actionable way to do that is be better about keeping promises to myself and really just standing firm in that because when you keep a promise to yourself like you are reinforcing and telling yourself that you respect yourself enough to you know not let you sacrifice like your confidence and you're like you yourself you're not going to break that or shake that for the comfort of somebody else and that does build confidence because it's just truly an act of self-love and self self-respect next is no more unrealistic expectations I'm horrible about like setting these ridiculous like I don't even want to say goals but I will just like have a to-do list for the day and then at the end of the day I'll look at my to-do list and I'll be like you're actually kidding me. I got three of these eight things done. That's it. But those three things were like multiple hour long tasks. And then I like look at my list and I'm like, gosh, I'm such a failure. I only (laughs) finished three of these things. But it's like, no, like I don't need to look at it that way. Like I finished like three huge tasks, which is a great thing. Like why did I ever set this like ridiculous expectation to finish like eight tasks that each take a minimum of like two hours like that's not gonna happen in one day Abby like little things like that um is what I struggle with more I don't think like I set unrealistic expectations in terms of like expectations involving other people it's a lot of like self-imposed like expectations in terms of just like little things throughout my day that I struggle with and I really want to be better about just being a lot more realistic because I don't want to like set myself up to be disappointed in myself when I shouldn't be disappointed with myself in the first place Next is to embrace my true self. Um, I have really struggled with this a lot. I this is another thing I talked about on my Instagram story today. If you already saw it, then you know the deal. But I pretty much just said how I feel like this year I went through a lot of identity crises, basically. Just and I think it's because of all the change that I faced this year um, in such a short period of time. You know. That on top of how much I struggle with people pleasing and how much I struggle with perfectionism, it turns like basically I just run from my true self um, in order to fit like this mold of like how others expect me to be, whether that's just like people online that I don't even know or, you know, just like the people in my life or whoever it is, but like I just I feel the burden, like not the burden, I feel the weight of others' expectations at all times. And because of that and because of my innate people-pleasing and perfectionism that I struggle with, I 
end up, you know, doing things for other people more so than for myself. And as a result, I'm running from my true self because I am making these huge life decisions under the basis of pleasing other people and living up to other people's expectations of me instead of doing what I think is best for myself and what I want for myself. And that turns into you just having identity crisis after identity crisis after identity crisis. And there's like one for every big decision you've made in your life that you haven't made for yourself. You will have one identity crisis for literally every single decision that you haven't made for yourself. And I've had a heck of a lot of those in my life, you guys. So I think I sort of, part of me shoving the hard emotions under the rug, um, some of those hard emotions have been realizing that a lot of things that I've done in my life haven't been for myself. And it's just been because of the pressure I feel from society in general and as a result for each one of those things I've had an identity crisis this year and it's exhausting and I just like don't want to like run from who I am at my core in order to please other people and also part of this is like the concept of like mirroring I don't know if any of y'all know anything about it if any of y'all study psychology you definitely know about it um I'm the type of person to mirror who I'm with you know, like I will shape who I am to fit who somebody wants me to be, but I don't do it on purpose. Like it is literally like natural. Like, so I feel like I can be friends with literally anybody just because I mirror everybody. So it's like, I will, you know, if someone like really, I don't know, it's like, it's just so weird. Like, and I've noticed it, like I didn't ever notice this when I was like in high school, But I noticed kind of later on when I got in college and I was like looking back on like all of my friendships and everything. And honestly, it's a beautiful thing in a way because it's allowed me to have like friendships from so many different groups of people instead of like having just like one friend group. And it's so incredible because each of my friendships offers something like so incredibly different from the other. And I love that. And it's great, but also... It has me sitting here being like, wait, who even am I? Because every interaction I have with another person, I'm mirroring them. I'm being who they, you know, not necessarily who they want me to be per se, like in some situations, yes, but I'm like being a person that they can vibe with just so we can get along and like so we can have a great time, which like I don't really not necessarily get along. That's probably a bad way to put it, but I am mirroring the vibe that they're putting off basically just so that I can appeal to them because I want to appeal to them and I don't want them to think that we can't be friends or something so since I mirror everybody and since I've struggled with that my whole life I sometimes I just have like these really creepy like outer body moments where I'm just like who are you because you literally just mirror every like every friendship you have in your life like you mirror that person and that like that's why you get along so well with them because you can pick and choose the little parts of your personality that like match up best with theirs And only put those on when you're with them. And then kind of like suppress the other parts that don't really vibe with like their personality. And then the next friend, you do the same thing. And as a result of doing that and like tailoring like who – and it's not that like I'm a different person around each – I'm not like a completely different person around each friend and everything like that. It's more so of just like highlighting certain things more than others within my personality. And it just sort of – leads me to being like who even am I because everything I do is tailored to like fit who I'm with 
which is fine. But at the same time, it's like, is it fine? Because now it's led me to wonder who I am. So with all of that being said, I just want to be better about, like, I don't really know how to turn that off. That's like something I'm going to have to like figure out in therapy. But like, I just don't, I don't know how to work through that because I've truly been that way my entire life. Um, It's just part of my like personality. And it's the weirdest thing and I've explained it to some of my friends and some of them are the exact same way um and they get it and then others are just like literally no like what are you talking about so I don't know you may get it you may not um either way it's just who I am and like I said it's it's a beautiful thing because I think it has allowed me to have friends from so many different groups of people which I just think is so much fun and so incredible but at the same time I've had a lot of uh who am I moments because of it Next, going off of that is to be more confident in my decision making. Um, I really just want to be better, like even like the tiniest decisions. It could be what I'm having for dinner. It could be like plans that I'm making with friends for the weekend. I just want to be more like confident in my decision making. And I think that this stems from being like a people pleaser and a perfectionist as well. But I just want, I don't want to have to like lean on other people, not even lean, but I don't want to have to like consult other people necessarily before I make any little decision I definitely do it for big decisions and I do think it's helpful to do for big decisions sometimes but I think that I put too much weight in the hands of other people for big decisions like you should definitely consider other people's perspectives when you're about to make a big decision 100% and get insight from other people just so you can like really get a good comprehensive view of everything but if you put too much weight on those things, you end up like not really putting any weight in the decision you want to make yourself. So that's what I struggle with. And even just with like little small decisions in my day-to-day life, I'm horrible at just like being confident in my decision making. I'm just a very indecisive person. And I think that if I could be more just confident in my decision making, just be like, yes, I want to do this or no, I don't. Um, and I think that if I can like figure that out to where I can just really be confident when I make decisions, I think it will build more confidence. And like I said earlier, that's just something I need. Next is to fall in love with who I am again, instead of thinking I have to attain a certain status or look or feel a certain way to be in love with who I am. And basically what I mean by this is conditional self-love. I want to abandon the concept of conditional self-love, which basically just means like, I will do this for myself or I will finally be happy for myself or I will finally like love myself and who I am when I reach X goal or when I look this way. That is a very, very toxic mindset because that's kind of, I mean, it literally is just making how you feel about yourself and how you show yourself love a conditional thing and it shouldn't be conditional like I want to embrace who I am and love who I am through every single season of my life whether I've achieved that goal or not and whether or not I look like whatever way it's really really horrible (laughs) to like talk to yourself like that because you are telling yourself that you are undeserving and unworthy of love because you haven't reached a certain goal yet which is literally not the case at all like you are worthy of love from other people and from yourself in whatever phase you're in wherever you're at and I really want to abandon that sort of just practice and ideology of conditional self-love um I think I struggle most with it um in terms of being like I will truly like be 
in the past, it's been more so of like, I will truly be happy with my body when I look this way. And like, no, like I just need to be like, love my body, the body I'm in, be grateful for my body and all it can do for me. And in doing that, like you just grow to love it by expressing that gratitude. And I do, like, I think most people do so much better when they're, you know, exercising and moving their body because of how it makes them feel. And that's kind of like the relationship I have with it now, but like in the past, it was not that way. And, um, I also struggle, like I'd say the more current struggle I face with this conditional self-love is I will be happy with myself and my performance once I reach like this goal, like whatever the goal is, whether it's like a number of subscribers or like whatever, I'll feel worthy of, you know, being proud of myself for this when I reach this many subscribers. Like, and it shouldn't be that way. Like, I should just be proud of myself where I'm at. Like, I don't have to put conditions on it for myself to be happy with myself and proud of myself and to love myself. It's just so wrong. Next is to fuel my body and soul. I liked, I really wanted to do this one really vaguely because this can mean a lot of things. And I think that if I put on my resolutions list to like meditate every single day and to journal every single day and to like stretch and do yoga and eat like all whole foods and blah 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 that would just feel really daunting I've done that in the past I literally did that last year for my goals and I'm just like I can't do that anymore like I need to make it things like that I need to do a generic statement and then allow myself to do what I'm feeling each day out of that bucket of things of meditating and journaling and stretching like pick each day like what I want to do from that bucket of fueling my body and my mind and my soul and just do what I'm feeling that day instead of like putting on my freaking resolutions list to do each of those things every single day like I I do not have time for that like I just don't so like why did I even try to pretend pretend I had time for it you know so fueling my body and soul basically just means like doing things that and my mind I meant to put my mind in there as well just doing the things that provide me with energy like good energy energy that helps me get through my day energy that just contributes to my overall well-being and how I'm feeling and things that just make me feel my best and feel help me be the best me and that looks like you know finding new recipes that I love um I really want to like get into that this year um focusing on you know consuming like whole foods with like lots of nutrients and vitamins and you know not as many processed foods like I still love my processed foods and everything but I think having a really healthy balance is super important just so you're getting the nutrients your body needs so you don't lack energy and you know meditating when I maybe I just like feel like my mind is all over the place and I really just need to shut it down for a few minutes then what I'm going to pull from the bucket of fueling my body soul and mind for that day will be meditation and journaling when I just feel like I have maybe a lot on my mind and I just need to like vomit it out um but I don't want to vomit it out to anybody like okay let me journal or if I just am having a hard time like being tangible with like my goals and like what I'm wanting out of each day then I can like follow journal prompts and do those um that's kind of what I mean by feeling my body and soul next is to find my style this one's just like very specific to this year just because of like starting my full-time job and like entering my year of post-grad I feel like when you come out of college I've talked about this in my Q&A episode I just feel like you sort of like transition out of a style that you sort of formed to please everybody around you and sort of fit to the mold of college and now I'm like all right I'm out of college like 
I got the blonde out of my hair. Like, and I'm just kidding. Um, I am back to me and I'm like, what is my style? Like, let me figure that out. Like, I really want to, my actionable steps for this one, I really want to take like the body shape. Like, I think there's like a quiz or something you can take, but it's like really long where like you find out your body shape and then you like figure out what types of clothes like flatter your body shape best. Like, I really want to do that. So I'm not like buying things to wear that weren't really like made for my body type or to like look good on my body type if that makes sense so, like optimizing that really focusing on like a capsule style wardrobe just like accumulating like ba- good quality like basics that I can just like wear year in and year out switch out through the seasons or layer them through the seasons even just because Houston really doesn't get that cold um and that kind of thing like it's something I really really want to do this year next is to live primarily off of one income. I am so blessed um, that, you know, I can support myself, you know, like full-time off of YouTube and my podcast and just content creation and everything. And with that being said, I'm obviously about to start my public accounting job and I will have, you know, two full-time incomes as long as I can, you know, obviously maintain the content creation side of things. And if that's the case, I really just want to try and, like, live off of one income and save the other income. Um, I have, like, financial goals that I would really, like, love to reach. And I think one of the best ways for me to do that is me starting this job to not, like, basically up my living style. And what's the word? I'm trying to think of, like, the word. Um, Not living outside of your means, but... I guess my lifestyle, I'm not trying to like up, level up my lifestyle just because I'm like adding more income through another job. Like, yes, I'm sure there's some things that I may like spend a little bit more on just because I will be making more money, but I don't plan on like leveling up every single aspect of my life in terms of like the money I'm spending. Like I really want to try and live off of one income as if I'm like not even, you know, I can't even touch the other job's money or something like that. So I want to do that to the best of my ability. I don't know how good it'll be because obviously one of the salaries is very consistent. It's going to be the same thing every two weeks. And YouTube is literally all over the place. I have no idea what it's going to be every month. So I would like to try and live off of one of them, basically. But the reason why is because I have a lot of just savings and money-related goals, which I'll get into. Um, I really want to have like less impulsive spending. I don't really think I'm horrible about this because I've sort of always tried to live off of like the, you know, put it in your notes or write it down. Don't look at it for like two or three weeks and then like revisit it in two or three weeks. And if you've still been thinking about it through those two or three weeks, then consider purchasing it. And if you completely forgot about it, then clearly you didn't like want it that bad. And it was just like a quick fleeting thought, um, probably because it was trendy or something. But I do think that with like TikTok and the way social media is sort of formulated to sort of just profit off of us, it really can capture you and reel you in to a lot of impulsive spending. And I don't really, like I said, I don't think I'm horrible about it. Like I could definitely be way worse and I try to be really good about it, but I definitely have made some impulsive purchases this year because I'm human. And it's probably things I haven't really like needed. Like did I need to buy like three hoodies this year? Probably not. But like did I? Yes, because I love hoodies. But it's like I don't necessarily need that. You know what I mean? So I just want to be better about that and like be a lot more strict with like my two-week rule because I used to follow it really, really well. And then I sort of just kind of like 
didn't really follow it as strictly and as heavily and I really want to get back into like doing that just to control the impulse of spending and also like when people do like flash sales you're like oh my gosh this item's literally never going to be on sale again I must get it right now for some stores that low-key is the case like they'll do like one sale a year and you kind of like feel like you have to get it right then and there um but generally speaking that's not always the case and I promise you'll be okay if you don't get it you know what I mean and next is to um, save money for investment property. So one of my goals is to buy a home or some sort of property, residential property back home in Panama City Beach, Florida. Um, definitely not going to be doing that now with the current economy and how freaking just crazy, um, home prices are right now. But that's one of my goals. And I really want to save money for that because I would love to have it as, a, like, a property for me to come back to, like, when I go back home, um, if I wanted to, like, stay there, like, if for whatever reason, like, maybe my parents weren't, like, in that same spot of Florida for forever, or if they ended up moving or something, which I don't know if they will, but, like, you know, I'm just, like, throwing that out there. Like, I would have a place to go back to because it's my home, and, like, I love going back to it. So, like, even if my parents were there, I would still want to go back because I just, it's where I grew up, you know? And, going off of that I would love to like rent it out obviously for like extra passive income and I'm somebody I've like always been obsessed with real estate my whole life like when I was in when I was like 14 I looked at Trulia and Zillow and homes for sale like in where I lived for fun like I literally did that for fun and I still do like I do it in Houston now I love like seeing what's available on the market I you know was watching when I was in elementary school I watched House Hunters and House Hunters International all the time I've just always been very into real estate. So I think it would be fun because it would be sort of like a hobby type of project. But like, I don't really want to do like this whole like flip fixer upper thing. Like I just don't want time for that. Um, But I do think that like having an investment property would be fun. It would be a fun process, like finding somewhere that I wanted to get, maybe do some cosmetic retouches, nothing too crazy. And then being able to rent it out and, you know, have extra passive income from that. So I really want to save money for that and part of that how I'm going to be saving that money is by trying to live off of one of my incomes um and then going off of that I would really like to either pay off the rest of my student loans or my car I did finance my car that I bought in May um and I mean it's just like what worked best for me at the time and I would what I would either like to pay it off or the rest of my student loans which I've paid off like half of my student loans um, so I still have a good bit left, but I would say, honestly, what I have left in my student loans and what I, like, have on my car is probably relatively, definitely not equal, but, like, close, I would say. So I would like to do one of those um, this year, hopefully, but it's just going to depend on, you know, the state of the economy and everything. And, like, obviously, in terms of what I'm saving for my investment property, that will be affected by, like, what I'm trying to pay off with my student loans or, like, my car. Um, and going off of that, I, something I did for the investment property, like that I really would like to purchase one day. And I don't, my investment property goal that I don't want to like, that's not a goal for 2022 to like buy a place in 2022. Let me make that clear. It's just saving money for it. That's like my goal for 2022, um, and setting money aside for that. And I did set up a, um, high yield savings account, which basically just provides, a greater return um, than your typical like checking and saving account would at your like standard bank and um, so that your you know interest can you can make more money from interest and 
just earn a higher return basically. Um, so I did set up one of those and I'm excited about that because I think that having that account like already ready, like going into 2022, it was really motivating for me. because it's like, I didn't even have to like do anything. Like I had already set up the transfer, like for my first deposit. And I was like, I'm going to set up recurring deposits, um, like twice a month and just have money funneling into the high yield savings account so that I can put as much aside as I possibly can for that. But I know that obviously, you know, everybody has different preferences for you know what they want to do with their money especially during like an inflationary environment and everything but um that's just like what I'm doing right now so I don't really like I would love to have like a financial advisor who like did all of this for me because I I know I'm in accounting and finance but I don't like doing all this stuff for myself because it's just like a chore so I would love if I could just like put it in the hands of somebody else and I'm sure I will um, maybe that'll be a 2023 goal. We'll see. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's everything like financially. Um, and then like lifestyle wise, I really want to travel to one new place. Um, I went to Boston this year, which was the first place I had been since COVID that like wasn't Texas, Alabama or Florida, which was really amazing. So it was like really refreshing to do that because um, I had just obviously been going between Texas, Alabama and Florida because of college, home and then moving and everything. So I would love to see one new place. Um, I want to pass my last CPA exam, obviously. <laughs> so hopefully that will happen this week. But I won't find out until February 8th. So I have to wait like an entire month and two days, which really sucks. Um, and then I really want to listen to more podcasts. I believe it or not, like I know I have a podcast, but I literally never listen to them. Um, I used to when I would like drive home for the holidays or something, like my five-hour drive from Tuscaloosa to Florida. I would listen like to podcasts the entire way home because I wouldn't ever listen to them at school really so then I would just like listen to all of them at once on my road trip and I drove home for Christmas and then like I you know drove back to Texas after Christmas um but my mom was with me and I wasn't gonna force her to like listen to my podcast and everything so I just didn't listen to any podcast so I am like I, do, I never listen to them I can actually say I literally never listen to them which probably is bizarre but I just like don't I don't drive that often and I couldn't listen to them and study at the same time. It's just because of my lifestyle right now, honestly. So I would like to listen to more, but I really love um, Ed Milet's podcast and I also love, which I really haven't even listened to that much of his, but what I have listened to from him, I really loved and I love the Skinny Confidential and I really want to maybe find more um, podcasts as well. I know a lot of like authors that I've like read books from have podcasts, so I need to look into those also, but... Um, and then the last thing I really want to do, and I am doing a one second a day video. Um, there's an app that does this now, which is so incredible. Um, but I'm also just recording them on my phone, but it's just called one second every day. And you can like, it'll like send you a reminder to record your clips each day. So like I got one yesterday, I got one today and it's like, I really hope I can keep up with it. Cause this is one that I've set this like resolution in the back of my mind I haven't necessarily written it out for like the past two or three years and I always forget about it in like the first week of January and then I'm like well it's down the drain I have to try again next year so hopefully I can keep up with it but I think having the app will help because I won't like forget um but I love these videos I know Morgan Yates I've followed her for so so long I think I found her like my freshman year of college maybe like when she was in college and I watched her videos and I don't remember when she did her first one second a day video and I actually just watched hers for 2021 um, while I was eating dinner today but they're so fun to watch I just think they're so cool and it's just like the coolest little like video diary of 
your whole year. So I just think it's really cool. Um, but that is all of my resolutions. I know that they were – some of them were lengthy, but it's like I have to give – I was trying to give my, like, actionable steps for each resolution just so I wasn't just, like, spitting out my resolutions to you all. And it helps me to sit here and talk through, like, how I plan on, you know, implementing them into my life and, like, why – I'm implementing them into my life because if you know your why for like your resolutions, I think your resolutions can just go so much farther because if you're just like throwing them out there in thin air and you're just like, I'm doing this resolution, but you don't really have like a purpose behind it, you're going to be way less likely to pursue it for a longer amount of time um, just because you're not really going to have that why established and that purpose established behind it. So hopefully this episode was super helpful for y'all. I've been talking for forever and my voice is so tired now, Um, but I love you all so much. And um, if you have any specific episodes or any topics you want to hear about, please let me know because it is going to be a struggle for me um, to figure all of this out like while I'm working. Like, so bear with me as I transition into working and everything I'm hoping to still upload podcasts weekly on Mondays I would love to get guests on but it's going to be really hard to coordinate guests with if I'm working Monday to Saturday or Monday to Friday most days um because nobody's going to want to record on the weekends if you know what I mean and I can't take time out of like my actual work day to do it so I'm going to be figuring things out and um I hope to still post on YouTube once a week and I'm thinking uh Wednesdays for that is probably going to be the day just so that y'all can have something beginning of the week middle of the week maybe I don't know maybe I'll move my podcast to Sundays what do y'all think about that I don't know let me know um but yeah if y'all have any topic ideas or anything you want me to chat about please let me know because I will be all ears for that but I love you all so much I hope you all had a great and safe entrance into 2022 and I hope that you know all of y'all I am extending all my warm wishes and all of that for you all for 2022 and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you and just another year of having this community because it's been one of the best things that's happened to me honestly I think that through my podcast I have learned so much about myself and I've connected with so many of you on a deep level and I'm so thankful for that so I love each and every one of you so much and I will talk to you all next week